my friends and welcome back to Back Row, the fashion podcast that gets under the skin of the fashion industry. You are listening to episode nine with me, Neva Donahue. And me, Ellen. It's episode nine. Yeah. Oh my God. I missed you last week. How was Primavera? How was, how was it all? Was it like a Coachella, loads of influencers wearing crazy outfits or was it actually like everyone was there for the music? Okay. A couple of major points. I think I'm legitimately the only person that went to Primavera and did not catch the spicy cough. Oh, literally everybody I was with has the spicy cough and I do not have spice. Um, I've done the tests, but I've, I've gotten my fourth booster and I think, I think I'm just boosted up to my tits that I'm invincible or maybe I'm made of radon. I'm thinking <laughs> I might, uh, give my body science. I actually can't. I, I think you're a bit invincible. My mom hasn't gotten it and the whole house got it at one stage. I don't know how my mom hasn't gotten it. It's just mad. Like, to be honest, COVID's over. So you're a bit like behind the times if you, if you get COVID now, like you're kind of <laughs> I'm a, a loser. bit like you come on, like you're a bit last season <laughs> to get COVID now, like, come on. But this isn't a COVID podcast, but very impressed. The lineup was simply magic. From a fashion standpoint, it was the complete opposite of what, like Coachella or Firefest or any of those. Well, Firefest isn't a real thing anymore, but complete opposite. There wasn't, there was obviously a few like posers going around but it wasn't in any way the same fanfare that you'd have like bus loads or private jets loads of like influencers going over it just was so like chill it was a great atmosphere like the whole the whole energy of the the couple of days was like super positive I would 100% go again I probably will and was it what was the age group like it was millennials and baby boomers and of course there was a couple of gen zers like for the most part it was it was 30 and above because when you look at the performers like the strokes gorillas these are all performers in their 50s now yeah who would have resonated with millennials and baby boomers more than they would with gen z in fact i'm pretty sure there was a lot of gen zers there who'd never heard of gorillas i'm not here to judge them um but oh no, i'm I- so judging gen z's at the moment <laughs> how do you believe that gen z's just discovered who kate bush was i'm finding it I i'm finding this the most hilarious thing of all time that kate bush Obviously such a fucking legend But Gen Z's have just discovered her And I think this is the most hilarious thing I've ever witnessed Can I just point out So obviously you can't see this podcast But Ellen has a sheet mask (laughs) on her face (laughs) She looks like the most terrifying You look like a nightmare (laughs) I know I keep catching a glimpse of myself I need to put my show notes above my my video face because I keep like laughing at myself. I literally know how blind boy feels. I don't know how he's able to talk about serious topics and have a plastic bag over his face. I've a I've a Dr. Jart's sheet mask on my face because I'm going to the biggest wedding of my lifetime, not my own wedding, my friend's wedding, obviously. I feel and like you're going to Angelina I, Jolie's third wedding or something, the way you're going on about this. I know. I li- it's gonna be so fun. Like I literally can't. Like she told okay. us there's IV drips up upon arrival. Oh fuck, that's bougie. Will you bring me, will you sneak one into your bag and bring me back like a vitamin C drip? Absolutely not. I'll be using it for myself. Kamira, <laughs> uh, you went to the NCAD graduate showcase while I was away. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know how long it's running for, but it was, it was, um, it was so shite. No, I'm joking. It was actually really good. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. What were your highlights? I know I'm probably supposed to say fashion, but actually the fine art prints department stole the show for me overall. They there's such talent in there, and I think it, like they're gonna go so far. So basically, when you go to the NCAD degree show, there's like they put like little red like circular stickers 
beside each thing to say like this this is sold or whatever and print probably sold the most um the fashion department was really good there was actually one guy that i really liked his name was jack heffernan and he did um I'll, I'll link you his Instagram now, but he did knitwear and like floral, like shirts and bows and this kind of thing. And really all those things that I've just mentioned, I'm usually allergic to like <laughs> knitwear, florals, bows, those kind of things, but he does it so well. Um, so he definitely is one to look out for and look up on Instagram. Jack Heffernan is his name. And the girl that actually stole the show out of the whole fashion department was Rebecca McCabe. She won the... Brown Thomas Young Designer to Watch Award, wow. um, which which is which is a prize of I think about four or five grand, which is a really good prize for somebody who's starting off. And basically, the collection like explores kind of streetwear, but it's like kind of heavily emphasized on textures, and you can kind of see. I, I think she like had inspiration from like mushrooms or something because it's it. I don't know. It like it brings you to a place. It brings you to like your back garden of your granny's house or something like when you look at it, it's so good. It's definitely worth like stalking her on Instagram. Her Instagram name is Debecca underscore designs. That's D-E-B-E-K-K-A underscore design. Um, Definitely, definitely want to watch. The colors were so good. Um, The palette overall was so good and the textures were great. She's a really, really talented designer. I love that. And I love yeah. the, the Brown Thomas bursary is actually so brilliant for emerging designers because not only do they get a prize grant, but they also get their stock in Brown Thomas. Okay. I didn't yeah. realize that. The Roisin, so- Roisin Pierce, who was the LVMH finalist this year, amazing, amazing designer. She actually won that uh, graduate showcase a couple of years ago. And for one season, your designs are stocked in Brown Thomas. Like the, the value of that advertising alone for an emerging designer is so big. So it's that's such a great uh, support. The talent that's coming out of Limerick. Oh my God. Limerick is one of the best fashion schools at the moment. It's insane. If I was doing my my LLC all over again and had to do the CAO form, I think I'd go back and do something in Limerick. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Just to follow in the footsteps of someone like Simone Rocha, like that's to me, that's incredible. For some reason, I've gotten this urge recently to just like start making clothes because I'm kind of sick of not seeing the stuff that I want to see in the shops. And then I was like, how hard would this actually be? So I'm going to get a sewing machine um, when I moved to Amsterdam because it's absolutely trick of bringing that over. So, and I'm just going to start making shit because I'm so, I'm so tired of not seeing what I want to see in the shops. And I don't want to pay like a gazillion euros to buy one of what I like. So yeah, might as well, YOLO. I so feel that because as somebody who I, you know, have a physical disability and pretty much everything in my wardrobe has to be tailored, like because I have the shortest torso known to womankind and long gangly legs. So everything is either too short in the bodice and too long on the legs and I have very long arms. So my proportions are all over the gaff. Um, but my mom is a dressmaker by trade and I grew up like with sewing machines and having my clothes altered and the value of that alone is it just completely transforms your entire wardrobe I think and then having having the skill set to be able to make your own clothes is just there's something really special about that especially if I mean it's not exactly an easy thing to do and I don't think I've ever once fully finished a garment from start to finish or at least not without like help from my mom but I'd love to be able to I think you could so do it because you have you've all the other design bits that you need, you know, you're the real designer here. I'm just, uh, I'm not. 
I don't know about that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna YOLO. I'm just gonna try it. Like, why not? I the tarot card reader that I go to told me that I need to be creative this summer, and I haven't done it yet. Um, she said I need to get into my feminine energy. So maybe I'll maybe I'll be making like feminine knickers or bras or something. Maybe that's what you meant. I don't know. So bras for bras for TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, I just need to tell you. So our our tit chat was on my brain when I was on the beach in Barcelona, and I really okay. wanted to go topless. I really wanted to do it because I was like, I'm sick of these tan lines. I want to get the girls out and feel the warmth on my bare skin. But I didn't do it. I didn't have the. Oh my god, I kind of love tan lines. Am I the only one in the world that loves tan lines? Well, like, give me the tan. I want to see my progress. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I have a lot of progress because of two bars going across the top of my chest from where my <laughs> bikini was. Um. So no, I didn't go topless. But also, um, just you're obviously moving to Amsterdam for anyone that doesn't know that. But you mentioned something earlier there about you know you d- you're not normally drawn to like bows or femininity or you know pinks and that I think your style your personal style is going to completely change when you go to Amsterdam I think so too I um I don't know if anyone else does this but I organize my saved Instagram posts into folders and I have one for Amsterdam style but it's all shit that I'm like I could just make that like Mm. fucking YOLO I'm gonna make that but I don't know if you know um the brand I'm gonna butcher the name because I never know how to pronounce anything but Chopinova Shop Shopanova or Copanova? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I know. Basically, the, yeah. <laughs> basically, they make this like tartan skirt with like safety pins mm, around the belt. You know those. the one that's like trending. Yeah, kind of adore that. No, I I absolutely adore. Yeah, I want like a midi one. See, the only thing is, again, I have a huge arse and literally reverse boobs. My boobs go into my back <laughs> instead of like, the other way out, so everything looks so bizarre on me. So I just want to figure that out this year. Before I'm thirty, I want to figure out. What suits my body? What is my body shape? Would you ever consider getting like a personal stylist to help you through that hashtag journey? I absolutely would, one hundred million percent. That's really interesting. I do you want to do it for me? I think we should do a social experiment and and transform your wardrobe and your your psyche and get you a stylist. Absolutely. See, do you know what it is? I'm good with other people, but I'm not good at myself and like friends and things will come to me for advice and this kind of thing. And I'm good with other people, but I can't dress myself. And this, this is the thing when people are like, Oh, you work in fashion. And then they'll like, look me up and down and they'll see that I'm in this. I like have 17. I, I'm like literally Steve jobs. When I dress, I wear the same <laughs> thing. I have like 17 different pairs of black leggings. Like I like just wear the same thing, but I just can't dress myself, but I love dressing other people. So I, I want it before I'm 30. I just want to, I have two years to just really nail my style know what I want my body you've nailed it to be honest you have oh, this thanks. like extravagant fun style this kind of thing that really suits you I definitely think I still want to be in the I know what I want I don't mm. want like flowers and sparkles but I did just paint my nails pink I don't know if you can see that right now which is so not like me but I kind of love it yeah they look really nice but shout out to um Greens are good for you. I love those girls and their style. I think they're so, so fashionable and great. Mm-hmm. And just they're so honest and they've really good taste. Um, Again, like personally, it's not something I would wear, but I think they've just nailed it. Like their their style is so good. Um, But they are opening up a shop t- 
tomorrow and you oh, can go exciting. see your stuff in IRL. Yeah. Very Isn't that great? Because like yeah. that's the thing. Like I love the concept of like renting and this kind of thing. But now you can just like see the stuff in person, try it on and that kind of thing. I think it's great. I think they're going to do really well. They have the lease for a year. I'd say they'll probably have it for longer. But um, where's the shop? So the shop is Six Royal Hibernian Way. Um, head on to their Instagram anyway, and they'll give you all the deets there. They're opening tomorrow for a little party. Everyone's invited at six from six to nine, Thursday, sixteenth of June. And this podcast comes out on a Friday. Friday. So actually, it was yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> oh my god! So, nine weeks so in. Nine weeks in. Uh, can we for a second talk about the, the croc madame, the madame of crocs, the croc madame, Robin Lynch. Oh, are we going straight into Robin Lynch? Okay. Because I was going to do some other news bits first, but let's, I know you're oh, just. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, sorry. no, no. I know you're horny to talk about Robin Lynch. So let's just go into it. <laughs> I, I actually just want to know your thoughts, really. I have a few thoughts, like basically for anyone who didn't who didn't um, see it. Robin Lynch is one of these Irish designers and she always pulls references from Irish heritage. And just when you look at the whole collection, you think Ireland, Ireland, Ireland. And basically this collection that she did opened with this like really cool, like souvenir-esque t-shirt that was based on a t-shirt that her mom actually got her in Mallorca like back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's it just it's a really cool t-shirt that to be honest, I love it and I want one. It says... I got crabs in Brighton. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's nostalgic perfection, but also just to point out, so London Fashion Week menswear showcase kicked off this week and this was Robin Lynch's second solo IRL show. So this is like quite a major moment for her. Absolutely. And the colour palette was, what do you think of the colour palette actually I overall? absolutely adored. So it was real, there was real like shades of citrus, and like fire engine red, very bold, very loud. Like none of it was like for wallflowers. Yeah. She does color really well. And I think at first glance, when you look at the collection, you're kind of thinking, I don't really get it. Like these are just jumpers and no, like I, crocs. Like I don't really get it, but it's, it's the detail in it. Like the, she does Aaron knit sweaters, but she does it in this like distorted kind of way and it's like a remix of the Aaron sweater if that makes sense yeah that's such a great way to describe it because what she does is she makes an Aaron knit sweater desirable for summer so she it's almost like a a deconstructed Aaron knit but her attention to detail is like something I've never seen before. And it, it is the type of collection and clothing that like you want to get up close and you want to see it and you want to feel it. Like if you take the pieces off separately, maybe they don't amount to much. You need it all together, but it's still very recognizably Robin Lynch. Like she has, even though she's such a new designer, she's absolutely nailed her aesthetic and her vibe and her tone of voice. And like, she knows exactly what she's trying to portray. There was a great quote in, in Vogue there about the collection. So as you mentioned, like her starting point was this like souvenir t-shirt that said, I got crabs in Brighton. She basically said that she wanted to turn the souvenir t-shirt into something luxurious with Italian yarn and jacquard knit that's beautifully finished but that has the cheeky slogan. She said she wanted to make it feel like it's your first ever holiday when you're 16, when you're not quite old enough to go out on your own, but you're old enough to make friends around the pool. And I was like, do you know what? That is so relatable. Like it yeah. just completely transports me back to like, you know, when you're like, you're, you're getting that like self of, or a sense of like self-exploration. And there's a few, there's a few boyos at the pool or something. And you're like, 
going around your little bikini and you're trying to make friends. <laughs> oh my God, I'm absolutely lolling. Um, but did you see like, there's like super close up details where she has these like, uh, like, I don't know if they're like necklaces or phone charms or just charms or whatever. I think they're necklaces, but they're like made up of these like tiny little like smiley face beads and they're like luminous green, luminous uh, uh, orange and then white. So like basically the Irish flag kind of thing. Um, She put up a teaser on her Instagram stories and I screenshot and I was like, I want to buy one of them. They're so cool. Oh my God, I didn't see them, but I want one. It said like spring, summer 22 or Robin Lynch or something. They're so, so cool. So, you know, those like, those like, you know, those like cheapy smiley face beads kind yeah. of thing, but they're like, these ones are like luminous and they're the Irish flag. And I'm just so obsessed with them. And I just want to either make one or buy one of hers. Um, but yeah, she's just, oh, also I loved the, um, the, this just brought, this is again, one of those things that she just trans, like when you look at her collection, like brings you to a memory or like it brings does, you yeah. to a place. She does, but, the, she does the nostalgia thing so well. So well. But um, she had these like toweling ponchos that like everyone wears when they're getting out from sea swim. And I was like, that's so cool. I'm so obsessed with them. Um, but yeah, she absolutely nailed it. Like I want to be her when I grow up. I want to be here when I grew up as well. And um, I also just love that she still weaves in a lot of like traditional Irish materials and Irish cuts into her collection. So like, again, we had the deconstructed knits. There was a lot of like uh, Irish linens and then like multifunctional garments in like those like super bright shades. And like there's a lot of like wearable separates. And even though this is menswear, I feel like any any person of pretty much any body type could wear these clothes. Agreed. Paul McLaughlin uh, was on the podcast on episode three, was it? It was episode two. Episode two. And um, he made a really good point of like, there's not many designers where you and your dad can be wearing the exact same piece at the same time from the same collection from the same designer. Like, and she just nails it and both happily walk down the street in it. And my dad, who's like, he's like a 65 year old Indian man like and me like that's bizarre <laughs> to think about that like a 65 little Indian man and me could be wearing the same thing happily like so I'm all for it well done girl are you tired of the crocs I'm not I'm not saying we're tired of Robin but are you tired of just the, the croc overtake it's so funny I'm not gonna say I was ahead of the game but maybe I was um I got into them at a very early stage um basically I got a, a Chris Kindle and now I have like seven pairs and to be honest I'm kind of a little bit over them but then Robin Lynch had them on the runway and I was like oh my god maybe they're a bit cool but I don't know at the moment I'm a little bit over them I think I've worn them to death it's a pity maybe that's why you're you're turning a page on them it's because they've become trending yeah. That everybody wants them. So you have to move on to the next thing that nobody wants to claim I it as your own. S- I sound so snobby and snooty. It's where I was like an actual trendsetter. Like you I were. literally, I literally wear black leggings all the time. But that is that is so gas. Um also I need to just interject and just have a complete a side note of all side notes. Okay. I made such a big blooper in the last podcast, or maybe it was the podcast before. <laughs> and I literally, what happened? I came off my crazy meds. I asked my succulents if they wanted to go for a walk. And I called Demna <laughs> a she. Like, I'm sorry. I'm so glad we, okay. I'm so glad you're addressing this because I, I just didn't say anything because I thought you were going to correct yourself. Um, but Demna is in fact a man. Yeah. Such a man. 
<laughs> such a man identifies as a man and is a man and I just can't even so anyway don't ever come off your crazy meds people because you'll ask your succulents if they want to go for a walk and, you, and you'll ask your and then you'll start calling people the wrong the wrong pronouns so so yeah oh we we forgive you and love you um other spicy news this week Giacomo are we excited for the very first collab with Nike Sorry, is it Jacomi or Jacomus? I have heard both variations and I am going to stick with Jacomu. Okay, we'll go with that. What do we think of the new runners? So Jacomu, Jacomus just released a preview of their highly anticipated collaboration with Nike, which is set to release on June 28th. It is very Jacomu in tonal, very earthy creams and beiges and off-whites. And they have taken um, the iconic Nike logo and reduced it down to a tiny, tiny little tick on the side of the trainer. They're like an all-terrain runner uh, with a soft top on them. So they're like, they've quite a chunky sole and then they're quite like almost tennis shoe-like. Yeah. Like they look very, very soft and flexible. Uh, I absolutely love them. I'm on the hype train. I want to be first in the line to get these. I'm never going to, you know, you wouldn't wear them out as such because they're going to be dirty in 2.5 seconds, but I want them. Yeah. I know. Do you know what? It's so weird because like all this like hiking gear and whatever is so trendy at the moment, but everyone's afraid to wear this actual hiking gear hiking because it's so hard to get in the first place. I I just find that so crazy. But I mean, I'm doing that with my Solomons at the moment. I'm afraid to actually wear them out running, but that's here we are. Um, I really like them. The one of the colorways with the pink and the brown, I think is a bit gack. I think, come on, like that's. I just personally, I think they're a little bit gack. Like if you took the Nike logo away from it, you'd be like, okay, Mm. you're literally done stores. But yeah, (laughs) would I buy them? Probably not. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's I'll probably add them to my wish list and never actually get them. But I think it's still an exciting collaboration. And Jacquemus has a very strong visual identity and people really buy into it and it's very like earth driven as in like the tonal palette is very earth driven it's not necessarily a sustainable brand um and i'm excited to see what other kind of like collabs like this come out actually i'm really excited about them right we're skipping straight on to love island baby we're two weeks in not gonna lie because i've been away i haven't been watching every single episode so i've been doing like a very frantic chaotic catch-up but we've all read the headlines about the show dumping fast fashion and signaling signaling a kind of like turn of the tides for the fashion industry. And although I think the show got off to like a positive start, there hasn't really been much by way of like resharing or rewearing the outfits. And to be honest, I'm a little bit disappointed. There's nothing. I was so excited for like people to have actual personal style, but it just goes to show these fashion, fast fashion brands really like force people's hand in their own style. Like it makes me think, do people have their own style overall? As like, do people have their own style or is it just what's in trend in Zara? Which, and it made me so upset to see this on the line because I was so, I was so, so excited. But honestly, they're, all you can see is bikinis and uh, and shorts and all their gack tattoos. And I'm I telling you right now, there was this guy, Luca, at the start that I was like, he's so cool. Love him. Luca, Luca, Luca. Ja, doors approve. Then he has a Winston Churchill tattoo. I know. And I was like, 
I can't even. I know. I even. It was bad. It was bad. It's literally like he went, someone brought him into a tattoo shop, spun him around seven times, <laughs> like pointing his finger, and then he just landed on some random tattoo. Like he has so many tattoos that look like they came from 700 different people. Like they, none of them yeah. make sense together. Like that that guy, that he's the fish man for anyone who doesn't know who I'm talking about. And I... I just can't even like Vincent Churchill tattoo. I know it wouldn't be me. It wouldn't be me. But to recap, the show has partnered with stylist Amy Bannerman and eBay. And I suppose like the aim of that partnership was to kind of promote rewearing clothes and vintage and secondhand clothing. But we haven't really seen much of it yet. In fact, I'm wondering, like, is it that the cast don't really care for vintage or are they unaware that they have this like untapped treasure trove of vintage and archive designer at their fingertips like are they just unaware I think they're unaware I I, I don't think they realize I I, I don't know I don't think like, they realize how, I'm not really sure but how is the audience to ever even know like unless you were kind of like a fashion sleuth and you you like you were like making mental notes or something of like what the cast was wearing every night you're not really going to be able to recall if that's a a reshare or if it's a vintage piece like whereas like if you if you fucking strut out in vintage Versace you're you know what you're wearing do you know what I mean or if it's like if it's a really obvious like archive piece whereas like it just feels so the same Z with this, like the boohoo and the pretty little thing and the Zara and everything else. And to your point of the individualization and like the personality, there's none of that. And actually that's one of the main reasons that Amy Bannerman agreed to do this was to be able to make sure that people feel unique and have their sense of personality and their style. And we're just not seeing any of that yet. So I am disappointed Absolutely disappointed. <laughs> we need and to think, stop doing that. <laughs> I, I think this quote by British Vogue senior sustainability and features editor Emily Chan kind of like sums it up well. She says, any attempt at normalizing secondhand fashion can only be a good thing. But if viewers don't know whether the contestants are wearing pre-loved fashion, it's hard to know how much of a tangible difference it will make to their shopping habits. It's a start, but there's a long way to go before we see widespread cultural change. And I think that really hits the nail on the head. So Love Island, if you're listening, will you just tell us if if the contestants are wearing pre-loved or not and maybe you know you could signal to them to buy pre-loved instead of buying new or something thanks and you know just like speaking of you know the public being influenced about what the the contestants are wearing like we saw this at Molly May like some of our outfits like the searches went up like Fanula J was saying like they went up like crazy amounts the Google searches so the searches for Dolce & Gambana wedding dresses has risen by 917% searches. 917%. Like talk about celebs bringing back brands that are on the brink of like disaster, essentially. Wait, is that is that from Courtney? That's from Courtney alone. And I wouldn't mind, but I actually was reminded that Dolce & Gambana, not only like their racist comments, you know, throughout the years, but mm. they actually insulted the Kardashians specifically one time. Like, t- like they, the Kardashian family has actually brought Dutting Abana back from the brink of disaster mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that their wedding dresses have risen by 917%. That is so insane to think about two years ago. Like I remember working in the magazine that I used to work for and we had to pull a cover one time because there was a, there was a cover with this like famous female rapper uh, due to go on sale, we're due to like ship it to the printers. It was, everything was ready to go. Then the controversy about this brand came out. We had to pull that cover and substitute a different, uh, that female rapper in a different dress at the very last minute. Like, and now 
and now the searches are risen by over 900 percent it's it's insane to think about like like what other brands do we think can come back from the dead like that alexander wang yeah see this is the thing like alexander wang clothes are actually really fun and cool and they're Mm -hmm. like they're exciting but Mm -hmm. it's just a pity that like but are you making a political statement by by owning a piece of clothing if it's from a designer that has made a mistake in the past or has has you know outspoken political views or obviously if they've done something to a criminal point that you know if you're sexually assaulting somebody or physically violent there's obviously like a big question mark but i don't know like do, do you stop yourself from buying something because of someone else's ideologies yeah see this is the thing it's like and it goes it's it's the question can be applied to music and films as well uh-huh. like 100 you, you know what happens with the high Har- uh, harvey weinstein films it's not like it's not like every single the set designer costume designer the actors are all yeah. forgotten about like we can't forget about all these people that do the hard work just because the guy at the top made this like really bad decision or a mm-hmm. few bad decisions and like again like for some reason i don't know why but music hits different for me because i'm i'm hearing michael jackson's voice that it makes it personal so i can't I just can't listen to it anymore. Whereas for Alexander Wang, after seeing like, you know, remembering all of Dolce & Gabbana's work over the, like all of their lifespan, Mm -hmm. basically, I was like, shit, like, to be honest, they're unbelievable. Like, and it's a pity that these things have had to happen to them. But I'm obsessed with the Dolce & Gabbana again. And I'm, I love that I've, I'm loving it again. And I'm happy to appreciate everyone else that forget about them. It's just, they should have been replaced. And I still think people who do wrong, they shouldn't still be in the job. Like, you know, that kind of way. And I think it's the same about Alexander Wang. I don't know why it's harder for me to, to shake off the feeling that Alexander Wang maybe is because it's literally his name. But, um, but yeah, I think it's definitely food for thought. But I think we definitely shouldn't forget about all the people that do the hard work. Mm. Well, if you fancy some cheapo Dolce & Gabbana, you should head out, head over to the Outnet because they have their whopper 70% off sale at the minute and there's hella D&G going. Oh my God. Maybe that's my personal style, but it's Play- so not Amsterdam. Okay. It's so not Amsterdam. It's so <laughs> not you. Um, can we throw back for a quick sec to the Met Gala? I know this is ages away or ages ago, but um, Kim K., Apparently she's in big, big trouble because she caused irreparable damage to the historic Jean-Louis gown that she wore, which was originally worn by Marilyn Monroe in 1962. And basically pictures emerged this week that shows the dress has like severe signs of tearing. Several of the crystals are either missing or hanging off of it. It, it, it's not a it's not a great look for Kim. It's not a great look for Kim. I have so many thoughts on this. My first thought was, oh my God, haha lol like cringe for Kim whatever like that was my first thought and then secondly yeah Scarlet for your ma honestly Scarlet for your ma Kim like you've literally ruined one of the most iconic dresses in the whole world like Scarlet for you but then I was like everyone loves to shit on Kim Kardashian but when you put facts down on paper she's a great businesswoman she's incredible style she's was the face of Balenciaga like she's done she's like a reality star that is now a lawyer and the face of Balenciaga and done the things that she does she's really Mm. proven us wrong time and time again but taking the person away though even just the fact of the damage of this historical like this is a museum artifact I'm you know and that's did you know this dress existed three months ago yes because I 
I know fashion, but to somebody else, there's a lot of, there's a lot of internet trollers out there who only discovered this dress when the Met Gala happened. And I appreciate that. And they're probably not listening to back row, but um, for that reason, I, I didn't know the dress existed. I don't oh, even I, care to be honest. I I do. I, I just feel like these kind of things, they are such important cultural touch points um, they're one for the history pages and they should be preserved for as long. And I know it's only a piece of material, but even that video that's doing the rounds on social of like Kim being squozen into that dress, like trying to get it up over that booty. And I'm just like, oh, the threads, the threads, they're literally like clinging on for dear life. Um, I just I think she could just could have got a different dress. I'm just going to say that. And she also she paid like five million dollars to to get the dress from Ripley's. I mean, oh, technically, yeah. although technically, like she did do secondhand and she did rent her outfit. So that's like snaps for Kim. <laughs> <laughs> you're actually crazy. You, you're t- going to turn into a secondhand Nazi name. <laughs> oh my God. Come on. You can't say that. Can I not? <laughs> no. Oh, actually, um, have you ever borrowed something and like secretly ruined it? Oh, 100%. I borrowed my neighbor's, um, uh, pay- is it patent or patent? I never know. Pay- patent or patent. patent. Patent, um, like round toe stiletto <laughs> shoes for uh, my, I think it was like my, what's that thing that you go to in transition? You're like a, uh, like a ball. I guess, yeah, something like that. And anyway, I, like washed I like cleaned them after for some reason it was like muck all over them like the next day so I like cleaned them but whatever way I cleaned them it like warped shrunk and warped the like patent pattern whatever you call it and I I literally handed them back to her like two raisins like they were like two crinkly raisins with sticks up and I was like haha thanks so yeah it was pretty bad and we don't talk to that neighbor anymore so yeah (laughs) oh my god two raisins Oh, so what funny. about you? What about you? Um, yeah, I've borrowed um, I've borrowed a couple of bits uh, over the years. I've always given things back, but it's always been like a, a serious amount of time has elapsed. But there's one thing that I was thinking about uh, the other night, actually, because I went looking for it in my wardrobe and I realized that somebody else who I used to like pal around with took it out of my wardrobe a few years ago. And it, it's nothing fancy. It's nothing significant. But I just, you know, and you're like, oh, I'd love to be wearing that right now. And it's just like a, a super cropped, super soft cotton shirt. Uh, and I I just really wanted it. And it, I, it's not in my possession anymore. I just remembered I wouldn't lent this girl this like, was, this is years ago, like maybe like 2016 or something. I wouldn't lent this girl uh, this like, it was like one of those white um like play suit dresses from Zara and anyway we went to a festival and uh she got her period and oh. I was just like you can keep it you oh, can poor chicken it. <laughs> oh the poor thing yeah I'd give it to her out of sympathy just for getting her period at a festival no I'm very um I'm very protective about my clothing and also because I'm such a strange shape I Stuff that I have just doesn't fit other people. And like, I was always the person in the friend group who like was usually the most petite. So none of my clothes fitted anybody else anyway. If you go on like you're some, like you're not a strange shape. Like you go I'm on like you're, you're some isosceles, obscure isosceles <laughs> star or something. I don't even know if the words, those words even make sense together. But you're literally, you've, you've a, you've a torso you the only thing that's that's different about you is that you've no boobs but snap girl i've no boobs either <laughs> well yeah you have a fuse spine okay whatever 
I definitely don't remember like ruining anything like particular. I've had a few, I've had a few bits ruined on me though. And, you know, I'm probably going to take it to the grave because I love holding a grudge. <laughs> I love holding the grudge. Oh my God. I love holding the grudge. Yeah. Oh no. I've I've liked voodoo dolls for everyone I hate, which is like about 40, 45 different people now at this stage. And I just, I just absolutely. Yeah. And they all have shit outfits on. <laughs> Can you tell that I'm on my period? No, I can't tell at all. Um, do you have any other news bits for me this week? The girl that I just so we spoke about Sensei Martin's fashion show that happened the other day, but I want to give this specific girl a bit of a shout out. Um, her name is her name is Mada Durakovic. Definitely butchered that as well. I can't believe how many names we butcher on this podcast, but whatever. <laughs> Her Instagram handle is Mad by Mad, which is much easier to pronounce. And people just need to have simpler names for Christ's sake. But anyway, <laughs> she um she did the BA in Central St. Martin's and she did this Gorgina pastel collection that was so unbelievable. Like, guys, mad by at man by mad. It was so, so, so cool. Um, look her up. And not only was the collection you know, pastel and gorgeous and great, which is so not like me to say again, but she grew the collection. Yes, grew. She made bioplastic leather that not only was grown, you can eat it and it's biodegradable. So she made this handbag that you can literally eat. Imagine. Oh my God. Like, imagine you like you're in like a lost as in lost, like the TV series. And you're like, oh my God, I'm stranded on a desert island. All I have is my hand luggage. (laughs) Right. <laughs> you can eat it <laughs> That is the most genius thing I've ever heard in my life And then it got me into like loads It got me down like a rabbit hole of like Oh my god like eating the clothes wait, And like wait, biodegradable you, and this kind think, of stuff Wait do you think it would taste like communion bread? No well the handbag I think is made out of like a sugar or something And then the bioplastic leather I think Probably just tastes like um, I know it's kind of clear though The leather is clear I don't know It's like a poncho You know those like Rain poncho Kind of things But it more stiff If that makes sense Um, Like would it be durable Like would you be able To throw in your bits Into the bag And it not break Be like oh fuck me Wafer thin bag It's just after Pissing all over the ground (laughs) (laughs) I think I think um, Like you wouldn't want To be running for the bus And your bag breaks you wouldn't want to be running for the bus, but if you were, you know, coming home in a taxi after a night out and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to get sick. Just get sick into your handbag because whatever, it's so fun. Um, or, really, or if you get the munchies, uh, you, you can just tuck into your, your bag. Yeah, but I'm actually confused now. What happens if it rains or like someone spills like tea on you? Your, your bag is like it's not a, it's not I a don't biscuit. know. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like just don't buy bag in this. But I, it got me down this rabbit hole, and then there's like this new company that are making um biodegradable coffins. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have nothing on the earth. Like when an asteroid hits, and and I don't know whatever the next species comes in and tries to figure out what our species was, there's gonna be none left of us other than she and she is all that's gonna be left. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But what was I going to say? I, my friend Claire was basically on to me and she was like, Ellen, the people who see the dead or whatever, what are they usually wearing? And it got me down this rabbit hole that I need to dedicate a whole episode to. And I'm so excited about it. Yes. Well, think about it, guys. When people see people from the dead, when your medium is like, oh my God, yeah, I can see your 
dad here, your granddad or whatever. Like, is your granddad in, like, what's your granddad in? If he's nude, terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> but he's surely in clothes. But what's going to happen when our generation dies? Surely there's a couple of Gen Zs that have died. What are they wearing? They're, gonna, they're, like, wearing, they're wearing like Y2K, Juicy Couture. They're wearing like tong flip-flops, like uh, platform tong flip-flops. But it got me thinking though, like, do you die? This is now, uh, this is all stuff that we're going to really talk in depth about on this future podcast. But do you live in eternity in the thing that you died in or was oh, it your God. best outfit? And I wrote into my girl group chat and we were discussing it and they came to the consensus that you die in your best outfit of your whole lifetime. But like, what was oh. my best outfit? A matching grey tracksuit probably. But who decides that? I love that concept. If that's the case, I'm literally going to wear like my best outfit for the rest of my life. Like that's, that is such a cool concept to think about. I think your eternity outfit is going to be a structured blazer, slightly oversized, slightly drop shoulder, comes down to like your tie. You're going to wear like black opaque tights, like a nice, like sheep Wolford tight. And you're going to have like your chunky soul Pradas. You're gonna have, yeah. Are you joking? I'd be freezing, absolutely freezing <laughs> in tights, and I want to be comfortable. I'm not. I'm not spending eternity in tights and Prada You're feeling loafers. nothing where you're going, gal. You're feeling nothing. Um, <laughs> the depths of hell. I'd be roasted in my. In my thank God I'm wearing tights. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget to put on your SPF. You're going to need it where you're going. <laughs> Um, oh. I'm very excited to talk about this a bit more because we will hopefully have a fashion psychologist. Fashion. No, it's a it's a medium. We're it's a medium. A, yeah, we're gonna I, have a fashion I'm, medium. Hopefully, yeah, we're gonna have a fashion medium. Yeah, they exist, guys. America, America has everything. <laughs> God bless America. Ellen, babes, who or what is on your radar for next week? Apart from me, apart from me being on my own radar and being the the fashion icon of the summer at this wedding. No, absolutely not. Uh, Over that Gen Z's have just discovered Kate Bush and I find that's honestly so funny. I can't really get over it. Um, What is on my radar this week? I actually, so I'm such a big fan of Big Pig and anyone who knows me knows I'm, literally she was my number one listened to artist like last year. I'm just, I just am a little bit obsessed with her. Um, But her song with Metronomy is pretty good and I heard it live at Forbidden Fruit. Yes, I did go to Forbidden Fruit and no, I wasn't the oldest one there. Um, <laughs> and her the song is like called 405 with Metronomy. It's actually really, really good. Um, and yeah, uh, I really want to do like a, a back row playlist of all the fashion designers that we get have gotten on and will get on and what they listen to in the studio. I've already kind of like started uh, a rough one on Spotify. That's your job now. That's get, my make job, sure, yeah. Make sure you get a lot of Big Pig and CMAT in there. Good yeah. woman. Good woman. Yeah. But it can't be just us. Colin gave us a few bits. So I'm, I'm putting them in gradually. And this is Colin Horgan. Yes, we did get Colin Horgan on. And if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it now because it's honestly so good. I don't want to be biased, but it's probably one of our best episodes. I just love him so much. And actually, did you see he he just launched his first digital collection? Oh, my God. He's, I'm, he's I'm just nailing this- life. He's nailing it. This guy is like leaps and bounds above everybody else. I just love him to the end of the earth. But what's what's on your radar this week, Neve? Um, well, if you're in the market for a gorgeous new coffee table book, 
and especially one that explores Ireland's relationship with fashion in the 90s, then you are in luck, my friend. Um, because in in roughly 100 glossy pages, fashion photographer Paul Martin's book, First Face, captures what it felt like to be the eyes behind the lens in the 90s in Dublin, um, in the kind of the modeling scene. And at a pivotal point just before, just like literally on the cusp of the Celtic tiger. And the book includes even shots of like a very young Katrina Balfe. Um, so it kind of, the book kind of, or Martin kind of prefaces the collection with a short story about his like beginnings and how he was like showing up in the front door of assets model agency in the mid nineties with his portfolio and like basically how he got a start and like taking a chance on him, which what led to this like, very high fashion, dazzling fashion career. Sorry, I said fashion twice there. So yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful coffee table book. Paul Martin would be revered as one of, you know, Ireland's top fashion photographers. All the imagery is in black and white. It's like a time capsule. It's really interesting to see. I love that. I That's why I love magazines so much yeah. as well, because you can literally pull out a magazine from, from an archive and you'll, if you're transported back in time, you'll, you'll be transported yeah. into like what people wanted to eat, wear dress talk about whatever like it's it's great and it's interesting because a lot of the f- photography especially like the young girls all those trends are coming back around now like yeah. literally nearly 30 years later like it's so interesting to see um and it's also i just i'm a sucker for a good coffee table book i i tr- like i just they're gorgeous things to have and mm. especially if you're supporting an irish creative as well but basically it's available from the library project in temple bar and it's online now. I've spent so much money in that place in the library project. Oh my it's god. It's beautiful. If I you need have a loyalty card for there. I wish they did a loyalty card and they always have, well, pre-COVID, they always had like really great events there as well. Maybe that's where we'll have our first podcast, live podcast. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Would j'adore that. Yeah, that'd be a um, great place. And actually the library project have their own photography magazine called Over. And I get it from my brother because my brother is a photographer and uh, he loves it. It's so good. And it just champions Irish photographers mm. and what they're doing and the story behind each photo and everything. It's, it's a really good and well-edited magazine. Yeah. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. But um, that's all we have time for this week, Chick. That is all we have time for. Um, I'm excited for the next episode already. Number 10. <laughs> 10. And I know I can't believe it. Um, and we've so many cool, exciting things on the horizon. And I'm buzzing. Well, you are not going to be here next week. So we will say farewell. And we will see you again in two weeks time so we might I might have to go yeah. solo or there might just be a little break next week we haven't figured it out yet we'll see you when we see it you. Out. but yeah bye bye <laughs>